To the latest episode of Mistress Mia's Dungeon. I'm your hostess, Mistress Mia. <laughs> and it has been a long fucking week, and it is only Tuesday. Well, technically Wednesday, but who, who the fuck cares? Fucking who? Shut I haven't announced you, you yet. Shut up. <laughs> Whore! Alright. You didn't announce the vampires either, but here they are. Oh my god. Alright. Lord Bala, Johnny Hotcakes, mean motherfucker, Master John. Yay, me. <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice little baritone. Yeah, me. <laughs> me. <laughs> it is I. I'm here. Woo. <laughs> will you cheer the fuck up? I will. I will. We're going to talk about sex. In a minute. Not okay. yet. Well, we. That's, it's fun. Not We're yet. Not fun. We're not have fun yet. Okay. okay. So, John, it's been an interesting week for me. So, the other day, it was really fucking weird. Okay. Okay, well, you know, this is Mistress Mia's Dungeon. Every day is fucking weird. Every day is weird. So. Yeah, it is. This is, we need a different word. This is beyond weird. <laughs> I don't even know what it is yet. If it's weird to you, I'm uh, scared. Yeah. Okay. I'm Be scared. I'm myself. Let me put on my seatbelt. Be scared. All right. Click, click. All right. So, backstory on this note. So, I have been friends with my dear friend... Um, I, she doesn't, she doesn't listen to the podcast. Fuck her. Her name's Melissa. <laughs> listen, we're just going to say her name's Melissa because yeah, every crazy girl in the world's name. Melissa. Yes. 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 I've got a Melissa and you've got a, yes. everybody has a Melissa. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Usually Melissa or Amber's are fucking nuts. So. <laughs> yeah. I've got a Melissa. Yeah, you do. Yeah. John the tattoo. Listen, I have a tattoo of Melissa. <laughs> All right, so we have been friends since we were both 11 years old. So you can imagine now it's over 30 years. We're old as shit. And well, you're old as shit. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm, old. I'm old as dinosaur I'm the fucking bomb too, John. Now, seriously. All right. So anyway, Melissa and I, we were best friends. I've always been best friends. And so as... In our lives progress like everyone's, you know, we get married, she had children, you know, we've been together through thick and thin, through everything. And, um, you know, this week, um, she reached out to me, to me the other night and she texted me and basically told me, I can't fucking believe you. Um, you listened to my husband, you told him you were going to find him another woman, you told him you were going to help him find a lawyer and all of this shit. And so that is not what happened. <laughs> and I'm thinking, Trevor, you little sack of shit. So well, you can't say anything to anybody. They're going to run back. Yeah. But you know, he calls me, he cries. He's like, Mia, she's hit me again. Mia, she's done this. She called the police and you know, they're both alcoholics. Okay. And he sounds like a bitch baby. He is a big old bitch baby. <laughs> it's crazy. I know I'm making light of it. I'm laughing. It's not funny. No, laugh. It's fucking hilarious because it really shocked the shit out of me. You know, he's retired from one job. He started another job because 
the two of them can't be together on a full-time basis. It's insane. They're both toxic. You know, again, they drink entirely too much. He acts like an idiot when he's drunk. She acts like a crazy demon when she's had way too much fucking booze. It's crazy. So, anywho, so they're both living in separate cities. He goes home on the weekends to visit her. And um, in the meantime, he calls me right before Christmas. And he's like, she doesn't want me to see my family. And I haven't seen my family in several years. I haven't been up there to see me. They've been down here to see me. I'm like, why the fuck are you even telling me this? He just said they live in separate cities. Yeah. He can do whatever he wants. Well, he was supposed to go home for Christmas, though, to be with her. Okay. You know, and he he chose not to. He chose to go to his family's. But in the meantime, he's bitching and complaining. He's telling me all this shit. And, you know, I told him, I said, look, if it's toxic and things aren't working out, you know, part ways, blah, blah, blah. He asked me about an attorney, and I thought it was for something totally different. And, um, you know, I was trying to be optimistic with everything with him, trying to be nice. And what does he do? He obviously got into a fight with her and basically spilled the beans on, you know, what I said, twisted it and said more than what I said, told her that I thought she was a basket case and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Jesus, why me? Why am I getting stuck in the middle of this shit? It's a shit storm. So that was part of my week. Well, shit storms are kind of what you do. You were telling me about some shit yesterday. You want to hear about the shit yesterday? <laughs> oh, my God. I was doing a scene with with this guy. And what does he do? He comes in and he walks in to the door and sees dog shit. And he's like, Mistress, have you ever asked or seen anyone eat dog shit? And I'm like, God, yeah. And he's like, can I eat this dog shit right here? I'm like, yeah, eat it. It'll make us all happy. Just eat it. You know, and I'm thinking, really? This is what my my Tuesday nights have come to. <laughs> my Monday nights. This is what my Monday nights have come to. Watch somebody eat dog shit. And then he was begging for more. I said, well, let's go. I came home. over. I'm like, yeah, this guy in here, he's eating dog shit. I'm like, really? He wanted to tell me that? That's the first thing you said. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I thought, you know, if you weren't with your girlfriend, you'd be coming in there and you'd be like, you nasty piece of shit. <laughs> you would have done it. You would have loved it. You'd be like, I spit on him for you, Mia. Ooh. You know you would have. I would have pissed on him for you, too. Exactly. And that's what he wanted. He wanted me to come piss on him? He wanted anybody to piss on him. He would have been cool with anybody. Huh. He would have loved it. Well, should have asked her. She would have pissed on him, too. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I think she's grossed out by bodily fluids. I don't think she would have been She was that. grossed out by the shit. Yeah. 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 She might have peed on him, though. Huh. Okay. I don't know. We'll ask her. <laughs> we'll ask her next time. How about that? But, yeah, he, he didn't want to fucking leave. He did not want to leave. And I'm like, look, you got to go. And he's like, can I stay the night? No. Stay the night. He wanted to stay the night. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Yes. It was insanity. Wow. 
And he's like, can I stay the night in the dungeon? I'm like, no, I don't want to babysit. I don't want to fucking monitor you. He's like, but you can come in and torture me all night. Put him on his neck and chain him to the floor. <sighs> I was not in the mood. Honestly, <laughs> fucking hard day, oh, John. Poor, poor Mia. Yes. Had to feed him dog shit. Yes. Oh. God. <sighs> and I just thought, damn, where's my adult baby when I need one? <laughs> There's so much more fun. And this is the answer to your question. Why yes. does shit happen to me? Why does shit you happen to me? You just explained all the things you do, and then you ask, why does shit happen? Because. Just because. That's, that's what we do. Yeah. So that's what happens to us. Wow. So if anyone has any advice <laughs> on what the fuck I need to do, because I try to explain it to my best friend of, like I said, 35 plus years. Hey, you know, this is what happened. This is not what I said, you know, and I told her, I said, you're both alcoholics. You're both toxic. You know, I said, I, I'm, I haven't deterred from that. I haven't said anything different. But anyway, so we're going to get to the dark side of why people have the fantasies that they do. Oh, we haven't gotten dark yet. <sighs> that was fucking really dark. <laughs> it's going to get really fucking dark, like pitch black dark. Oh, we're going to talk psychology today. A little bit. All right. A little bit. Let's do that. We've then. both dabbled in psychology before, John. My girlfriend has hidden fantasies, and it's something far deeper than what she thinks. You think so? Does she really? Well, not my girlfriend. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, your your fantasies and her fantasies. I have some dark I, fantasies. Yeah. They, they kind of match up. We need to figure these things out. Got to figure out why we want to do these things to each other. Very true. Okay. <clears throat> so. Yes. If I have a fantasy about being dominated, what could that mean about me? Ooh. Well, you probably have a desire to let go of control. Yeah. That would be logical, wouldn't it? It would. That's what we tell people all the time. You want to be dominated because you want to let, you want to be able to let go. Yeah. You want somebody else to control what's happening. Yes. And, you know, a lot of times the fantasy is restrained to the bedroom. Yes. It's not, I don't want you to control my life. I don't want you to control what I eat or, or who I talk to or where I go, who my friends are, where I work. Some people do. Yeah. Some people really do. But, you know, I think if you're... I think the fantasy is really just about being made to do something so you don't feel bad about wanting to do it. Maybe. You know? Maybe. Somebody makes you suck the big hard cock and turn you into a big old slut and you don't have a choice. It's okay if you like it because it wasn't your fault. Yeah. Force feminization. Force. Force by. Fuck yeah. I was thinking about, you know, gagging girls on my cock. But, oh, know. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, you go in there and, and you do those things to people and they, the things that they want to be done, but they don't want to admit it. Or if they do admit it privately to you, they don't want to admit it to themselves sometimes and be like, yeah, I really do want this. And, it, and it's a fun way for them to just release and let go of the inhibition. Absolutely. I, I think it's the inhibition more than anything. Yeah. I, I get to do this thing without being feeling guilty about it. Yeah, because, you know, we've seen a lot of people that are trying to maintain control in their lives, mm -hmm. and they can't. You know, they think they can, but, you know, whether they, well, for example, <laughs> Melissa, 
fucking controller. You know, she wants to control everything about her spouse and she's an alcoholic and she's adamant and difficult about a lot of things. And so, yeah, she's a big submissive in bed and she gets pissed off because her husband isn't dominant enough for her. Oh. Yeah. So my thing is, I have a hard time being blindfolded. I'm okay being cuffed and restrained if I trust the person. Yeah. But being blindfolded is kind of an issue for me. Only because normally when we talk about BDSM and people come in the dungeon, they want to do things. The first thing they want to do is pick up a frog and start hurting you. And to me, I'm okay with being tied up. I want my fantasy in that regard is you're going to dress up in some latex or some lingerie and you're going to do dirty shit to me. Not painful things, just dirty things, you know? <laughs> Not painful things, but dirty A things. lot of people want painful things. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm learning to be okay with impact play. But to me, I just want dirty things that I can't stop you from doing. You want to do something dirty to me? Let's do it. Sure. So, you know, when I have that type of fantasy, that's, that's what it is. Right. So, okay. what about threesomes? You know, threesomes, a lot of times, can be about attention. Yeah. You know? A guy wants to have two girls because he wants to have attention from two. Oh, my God. Two girls are sucking my dick at the same time. Oh, my God. I get to play with... I get to see two girls naked. I'm, it feels... Popular is the wrong word. It just feels... You feel wanted. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Two women want me. They want me enough that they're willing to share me. For the women, women it could be the same thing. She has bisexual fantasies. Oh my God, I get to have the attention from a man and a woman. I get to experience both at the same time. Or I get to experience two men. These two men want to ravage my body. They want to do dirty things to me. So I think a lot of it is really about attention. And you have to be careful, I think, when you do go into a threesome. When you're, you're the party that's in the relationship, you're not the third. That you're not giving too much attention to want to the person that's not in the relationship, that you're making sure that you're paying attention to your partner. Oh, yeah, you better. Because <laughs> that can get real messy real fast. Yeah. You fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you like her better than me? <laughs> oh, shit. No, baby. It was just new and I was excited. You're not excited about me? <laughs> so, yeah, give give at least equal attention to everyone. You know, if one person's feeling left out... It, it's pretty obviously pretty quickly. You know, if the, the woman wants, is the two women are giving each other a lot of attention, leave the man out, that's not fun. Or if the new girl and the guy are paying attention to each other, leaving the wife out or the girlfriend out, that's definitely not fun. So. Hmm. All right. So. So what if your girlfriend likes to be a voyeur? She <sighs> likes to look at porn and she wants to watch people have sex. She wants to go to the dungeon and watch a scene. What's, What's voyeurism all about? Hmm. What can it mean? Well, there's certain elements of exhibitionism, John. There is. <laughs> Could be an example of her sexual evolution. Hmm. So, fantasies often enact with their partner, and it's completely healthy. Um, but I think it's more about escape. 
<laughs> you look at me so serious. <laughs> Explain what you mean. Like, you said escape and then you stopped. I'm like, waiting for the rest of the sentence. <laughs> well, you know, if, if you're going to be a voyeur and you're going to watch people, you're not thinking about yourself. You're thinking about what they're doing or what you could be doing. And it is an escape. It's almost like watching, you know, a um, television program in front of your eyes, but right. it's for real. Right. And a lot of times when I'm watching someone, I'm I'm looking at them and, and almost in awe sometimes about their confidence. Oh, they're confident about their body. They can get naked and they can do these things and they can be comfortable with who they are. And, you know, sometimes they're... They're, they have a nicer body or they have, they weigh less or they have some physical attribute that I wish I had that I don't. But then there's other times that I look at them and like, oh, well, they're just normal people. Yeah. You know, I'm just as attractive as they are or even more so. I can, you, I can do this. They could be I, younger with hair. I, you I don't be, know. I could be comfortable <laughs> naked around my girlfriend. If they're, they're comfortable naked in front of everybody, I can do yeah. this. You know, I've told you before at the parties, you know, I walk around and I'll get naked and that's difficult for me, but I'm, I try to get out of my comfort zone and that's what everybody's there for and it's it's a safe place to do it. I don't know why you feel uncomfortable initially. Why, why, why would you even feel insecure about that? Well, everybody feels insecure about things. Oh, well, you shouldn't feel insecure about being well, naked. No, but I do. And okay. I work on it because I watch other people. I'm like, oh, this is okay. You, I was going to say, because you have a nice physique. You don't look bad. Yeah, but you it's have easier when you see hair. other people comfortable with it. It makes it yeah. easier for you to be comfortable with it. Yeah, that's true. So that's true. I think that's a deep a deep part is just being able to work mm. yourself up to doing it, too. You see somebody else doing it, I yeah. can do it, too. I was going to say, you know, to me, I, it's always a double standard with me. When I see dudes naked, it's, it's no big deal to me, you know? I don't know. Even if I had the perfect body, I still wouldn't walk around naked because I would be like, oh, God, I don't want anybody seeing me naked. I, See? And you just so asked modest. me why I feel that way. I know, but yeah. <laughs> I just said it was a double standard. Fucking thing. It was, it's unintentional. It's just the way I've processed this, you know? Yeah. You know, I've just seen, you know, naked men. It's not a big deal to me. Right. So what about exhibitionism and voyeurism? Exhibitionism. Exhibition. Exhibition. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Can be a deep desire to be seen. Yes. You agreed. Know? Not necessarily be seen naked, but just be noticed and be relevant. You know, we see people walk around sometimes and it's just... Sometimes we call ourselves attention whores. That's, yeah. You know? And that's, that's what we say, but there's a lot deeper meaning to that. We want to be seen. We want people to notice that we're there, that we... They won't. We want to matter. Yeah. Even if that means it's because we're naked and that's the way we feel like we can get the attention that we're, that we're searching. It, you know, some sex therapists even say that the primary goal for exhibitionism is to purposely put yourself in a vulnerable spot. And that vulnerability actually gives you a sexual assignment. <laughs> Do you believe that? Did you understand the assignment when you took your clothes off? <laughs> it's your it's your job to turn all these <laughs> creepy dudes on. <laughs> what? <laughs> Make sure you play with your tits and smile. <laughs> Lord, roar! <laughs> oh, God, 
God. I think that is a big deterrent. Women, do not listen to John. (laughs) (laughs) So, ultimately, John, tell us. Ultimately? Yes, ultimately. About what? I don't know. I mean, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Which part? (laughs) (laughs) Why do you think some people do the things that they do? So, I tell people all the time, I don't know why I do the shit I do. How am I supposed to tell you what? How what? How am I supposed to tell you? And some people don't even give a shit. You realize right. that, right? Right. They're just doing it because it's fun. That's it. So here's my question. <laughs> we we told a story at the beginning. We told about how, why people have all these fantasies. Why does this guy want to eat dog shit? Tell me. Oh my god. What's the psychology? You know, John. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Don't put me on the spot. I'll, I'll put it back. That's okay. Me. That's fine. <laughs> He told me the other night, he's like, it's not that I want to eat it. It's the fact that it's so bad that I want you to force me to do it. That's what I like. He wants to be forced to do it. Yes. It's the humiliation, the degradation. Right. You know, and the whole time, I'm just like, you are worthless. You're pathetic. You know, this is what right. you he want. want you disgust me. Just for fun. No. He wants you to make yes. it. Yes. Yes. I have him pick it up and hold on to it for a few minutes. And think about it. Exactly. <laughs> and the fact that he was holding my chihuahua shit in his hand. Yeah. So we didn't talk about some of these <laughs> extreme fantasies that people have, like humiliation, no. degradation. Those come from some deep seated oh, psychological trauma a lot of times. Absolutely. As children. Absolutely. You know, when you have some type of incident in your life and you associate that incident with feeling loved, now you need to be degraded to feel loved or you need to be humiliated to feel loved because that's what you associated it with. Absolutely. So. And you, you know this. I mean, from point A to point B in our childhood, you know, say from the age of 9 to 12, those are critical times, critical years, you know. Anything can influence a child. And that, of those years, you know, that can alter everything in your life. Right. And it doesn't have to be a bad childhood. No, it doesn't have to be We've bad to at all. We've talked to people that are cross-dressers. They have fantasies about stockings and nylons yeah. and things because they saw their aunt. Yeah, They thought their aunt was sexy in the nylons when they were a little kid. And they yeah. wanted to be like her or... The smoking fetish guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, his his mom and his aunts and friends, you know, they would fill the room with cigarette smoke. And he was eight years old. Yeah. He would crawl around the floor. Yeah, nothing traumatic. He just saw beautiful women. They were smoking. And he's like, oh. Yeah. Sexy women smoke. There's um, some. associated it. Yeah. There's one guy, um, I always like the story, how him and his sister, um, she would bring her friends over. So he was probably 10, 11 years old, you know, and they were four years older than him, give or take teenagers. And they would come over and they would all be in their, their leather jackets and their denim jackets. And he has this big thing with these jackets and they would basically encircle him and get him in the middle and tickle him and basically suffocate him with the smell of leather and denim. And he loved that. Well, yeah, a bunch of teenage girls with, yeah. All the hormones, and he can smell the pheromones. Yeah. And brand new perky breasts everywhere. Yeah. He was having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, why do we do the things that we do? Do we really care why? 
Do we care why? Yeah. Do we care why we do those things? Sometimes, but a lot of times it's not really important why. It's just accepting that we do. Yeah. Yeah. And be able to grow from those moments. Right. Exactly. And share that with a partner and to, this is what I like. This exactly. This is who I am. And be authentic and genuine to yourself. Exactly. So. No judgment. No. Okay. We're going to talk about you on the podcast, though. We're going to laugh about it. <laughs> <laughs> He likes it. He will like it when he hears it. Yeah. Now, my friend Melissa might not like it, but well, fucking well. <laughs> She'll never know. She'll never know. She does not listen to the podcast. <laughs> that makes it okay. <laughs> totally makes it okay. Yeah. <laughs> you don't listen to the podcast. Don't worry about it. You don't worry about anyway. it. Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> All right. She knows I love her. She knows yeah. it. Yeah. Well, until next time. Yes, John. Make all your... God, I hope they don't listen to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck.